up, everybody? Thank you so much for tuning in once again. This is another episode of 314 Punk. This episode is with The Chandelier Swing. Uh, I had Luca and Chris Garner from The Chandelier Swing on, and I really had a great time talking to these guys, just hanging out, having a good time, and um, I really like these guys. They're, uh, they're, I really like their music a lot. Um, it's really just right up my alley as far as like uh, their style and uh, their sound goes. I really just enjoy their music. Um, and uh, I have known of Chris Garner for years. I, we've met before in the past and um, always was a fan of his bands. I just saw uh, Family Medicine a couple weeks ago. Uh, I guess it was like a week and a half ago. Um, and they were phen- phenomenal as well. So I definitely would check out, um, uh, check them out as well. We talk about that a little bit in this episode. So um, a little bit of a rundown. I, I went to a show um, uh, Saturday night in Alton, Illinois at the cons- Conservatory. And it was Boss Battle, The Winks, and Modern Angst. And I really had a great time. It was uh, a really, really fun show. Uh, that venue is awesome. So if you're from St. Louis, uh, and you, I mean, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably are, but if you're from the city and you're hesitant to drive out to Alton to go to a show, uh, I would say definitely make the trip. It is worth it. That is a nice venue. Um, it it had a great sound. Just the way that it's set up is really nice too. So if you do want to get like away from the loudness of the music, you can kind of go and sit at the in the bar area and hang out there. It's just a really cool spot, so make sure to check that out. And all of the bands did awesome. Um, I'm a fan of all of those bands. If you haven't checked out Boss Battle or The Winks or Modern Angst, uh, definitely check them out. So there are a few shows coming up here that I wanted to mention. There is uh, on March 4th at the Sinkhole Lobby Boxer. Inches from Glory and uh, Dialogue, and that's Lobby Boxer's first show in a while, from from what I know. Uh, but definitely check that out. And then March fifth, there's a whole bunch of stuff happening. So uh, the first thing is Wes Hoffman and Friends are playing their EP release at Off Broadway with Dialogue and the Chandelier Swing. So definitely make sure to check that out. Uh, we're gonna have a, a, our EP on cassette. And uh, we're going to have a bunch of new merch and all that kind of stuff. So you can uh, definitely check out that show. Uh, Bo Diamond and Young Animals are at the Duck Room on March 5th. And then uh, Nathan Gray and The Wilderness are at Red Flag that night as well. So there's a lot happening. Um, and when there's a lot happening, I think that just means that our scene is doing well and uh, there's stuff happening. So um, make sure to check out those shows. If you wanted to hit up two shows in one night, that would be the night to do it. So um, definitely looking forward to uh, our EP release show at Off-Broadway, though. Um, you know, we talked about that on the last episode with Don from the record label. Uh, really excited to just get this out. And, and uh, Wes Hoffman and Friends, we haven't played a show since December. So it's been a while for us. So um, uh, we're, we're really looking forward to it. So uh, I wanted to also say... Uh, just thank you to everybody who's listening to the podcast. Uh, I do get, you know, as I'm out and about and I'm going to different shows, I, I get, uh, you know, I start conversations with people or meet people that say they're listening to the podcast. And I just really, really appreciate that and um, wanted to say thank you all uh, for listening and for sharing and spreading the word. Um, if you did want to do anything to help us kind of spread the word about the podcast, uh, the only thing I ask is if you like the podcast to share it. Uh, on Instagram. You can tag 314punk if you want. We'll reshare your post. 
uh, or give us a rating. You can give ratings now on Spotify and on Apple Podcasts and some of these other apps like Pocket Cast and Google Podcasts as well. I know have ratings and stuff like that. So if you like it, um, please give us a rating. It doesn't even have to be like you don't have to write a review or anything like uh, that helps a lot. Just kind of bump it up to the top of the algorithm. So thank you all who, who have been doing that, who have listening. I really appreciate you. Uh, enjoy this episode with the Chandelier Swing. All right, so I've got Luca and Chris from the Chandelier Swing. How are you guys doing? What's up? Doing good. 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 <laughs> yeah, that was like, really enthusiastic. I like that. I'm just like, we had like 20 minutes of just like great shit that we should have been talking about <laughs> once we hit record. And now it's just like, all right, right we're going to hit record now. We're like, in it now, though. This is the gold. Red leather, yellow leather. That, Red that's leather, always yellow leather. the way how it goes. You know, it's <laughs> yeah. like you always get the best stuff. But you're you're a really comfortable person to talk to. I mean, like, I... I... <laughs> Did <laughs> you say that? <laughs> I mean, you're, you're. I don't know how to take compliments. Let's be clear about that. Uh, thanks. <laughs> I mean, you're putting me at ease anyway. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I guess that's, that's good because I'm good literally thing. never comfortable. Yeah, I, I'm, I exist in a constant state of discomfort and oh. But I, I do like. I come to. I, I came to terms this year that. Uh, I'm a repressed theater kid. Ooh, like, okay. I, yeah, like I like going out and like doing things and like being a, a little crazy or whatever. Like once I get out of my box or whatever, but the box is safe and I like being in the box. <laughs> that like, makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I, I think uh, like I, I, I was self-employed for five years. Yeah. So it was like constantly being out of your comfort zone, like learning new stuff all the time, like yeah. being put in situations that I didn't know what to do. So like now it's kind of nice to not <laughs> be in that position yeah. anymore. But okay, so were you ever in? Did you ever do theater in? No, I did. I did too. Yeah. One year. No, I it was uh, two years. I did marching band, baby. I did too. Oh, I was in band. Drumline, yeah. baby. You could do theater and band. I knew. I know that now. But like <laughs> when I was in high school, I was in drumline, which is what you had to call it. Because if you're in marching band, you're like, I'm not in marching band, bro. I'm in drum no, line. no concert band. I'm in drum no, line. Uh, yeah, dude, I did them all. I was in drumline. I was in concert band, symphonic band. I, I was in everything except for jazz band because okay. like I started off playing drums like as a kid, but I can never play drum set. My brother like stole all the dexterity. Like he is a fantastic drummer, and I can't do shit. You've heard. I, Yo, I, 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 I don't mean to be, uh, brag, but I am a John Philip Sousa award winner. I don't know what that means. From my high school. Oh, oh. <laughs> wait, okay, so what instruments did you play? So I played percussion okay. in high school. That's my main instrument. Uh, and then also guitar. Okay. Yeah. That's... <laughs> I played, uh, I played, I started out on a trombone. And I really like trombone. My oldest brother played trombone. It's really, it's, I mean, it's not like a melody instrument, yeah. you know, but it's all, it's like, Everybody that was in like that like played in the brass section was like fun, you know. It's a fucking joke of instruments. It, it, it's like, yeah, it, it was it was Kyle really was fun. Brass instruments. He's Whoa. like, why don't we do this? Whoa, this will look goofy as shit for everyone. This will guarantee this person never gets laid. Uh, oh well, then I moved to the tuba. There you go. So. <laughs> that, 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 there's a, that there's a man's instrument. No, but for real though, like. The tuba line, the, the bass line, they were the only people who were allowed to hang out with the drum line, like on the bus, oh, yeah. all that stuff. We had bad respect for the bass line because they were the only people carrying like heavy instruments. Oh, dude, it was so, yeah. and I was a, I was a real scrawny kid in high school and like, 
I remember when we would do band camp, like before you would go, like a couple weeks before school started, you would like go and do mar- get ready for marching band, you know, like football, like yeah. the football yeah. players go to football practice a couple weeks before school starts. And I would just have this, like my shoulder would just be bruised from holding this big sousaphone yeah. for just like yeah. hours a day. And they never thought to like put like a... <laughs> Uh, you know, uh, yeah. a foam pad Something. or anything there. They would just like tough it out, you little yeah, bitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you could never mention it. You could never mention you were in pain. Yeah, it, it hurt, man. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Up real quick. Yeah. <laughs> it takes a lot of air to like play the tuba. Too. I imagine. Oh yeah. Whew. Yeah. You I don't build, know if you I put up even... a lot. Like it's, I, I think about like the drumline days now and how hot everything was. Like it was just be like the band camp. Summer oh, yeah. camp shit was ridiculous. Well, just taking all of the the equipment from the the practice room to like the stage yeah. or to outside if it was like a football game, which is also like, the worst. That's yeah. like legitimate manual labor that they were For putting sure. all on the percussion kit. For free, yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah, totally. It's it, it it was it's it was tough. I, I played yeah. So I I did marching band and then. Um, I did concert band, and I also did um, for one like one season. I did jazz band on guitar. Oh yeah, nice. but I, it was hard. It was really really hard. I mean, I kind of just and it, when it got to like tough part. I mean, you're playing like chords in between chords yeah, to like transition no. to other no, chords. No, no, no. Like you shouldn't be a jazz <laughs> unless you're gonna like gonna teach guitar. Like there's no point in like being a jazz <laughs> guitarist. It was so hard, dude. Like, it's, it's like every in every jazz crazy like a lot of the jazz guitarists I know now also play like crazy metal stuff. Totally. I was gonna, I was gonna yeah. say don't tell lobby boxer, dude. No, <laughs> <laughs> but you can see though, and I can, I can, I, can, I appreciate. I fuck with lobby, lobby boxer. I, I appreciate their skill, but I mean like the gorge, like oh you you listen to the gorge and you like listen to them play and all those dudes are just like jazz. Yeah. What are you doing? What are you They're doing? Jazz people. And then you like, you follow them online and you see them just like noodling around practice. It's like, why do I even bother playing? Why? I'm I know. A fraud. <laughs> I, uh, no, I, I feel the same way, dude. I mean, I feel like I'm at this, at, at a point of my skill level where I'm kind of like, I haven't had a breakthrough in a yeah. while where I'm like, oh, I've unlocked this like new part of a scale or this new riffs like, or something. Do breakthroughs continue to happen you know? once you hit a certain age? Like, I don't know. I, I mean, I'm going to be 39 next weekend, and I, <laughs> I haven't, like, ha- you know, it's just like, you know, whenever you're younger and you're just starting to play and yeah. you're like, you're kind of unlocking these, like, different scales or different riffs or different things that you're doing and, and it's like, you can implement them into your playing. It's like, I feel like I've, I don't feel like I've hit a wall. I feel like I'm always trying to push boundaries, but I haven't had something like an aha moment. Yeah. That's yeah. like, oh. My last one was uh, this band. Yeah. Honestly, because they were like, oh, yeah, we're here to talk about the band. Oh, yeah, we are. We are supposed to talk. <laughs> well, like, for real, like, because it was the, a lot of this came from like stuff that I was just kind of writing uh, by myself. And then we, you know, took it, made a band out of it. I'm just like, oh, shit, I actually need to learn how to play these yeah <laughs> instead of that just was, like uh, he, he like i remember we were at amsterdam tavern and he we because we, we played together in a uh, cold season okay yeah. i think it was like after a cold season practice or something like that and he's like i got this these other stuff they're like you know they're pop punk he's like i really want to get into like playing like old like 2002 early 2006 like pop punk stuff and i was like cool let me listen to it and i was like in fucking way too many bands more bands than one person should be in and i was just like listening to it and i was like cool I, i'm in this band too sorry <laughs> I, don't know if you were, I, like, I don't know if you were planning on if you were just like letting me listen to stuff like as a friend or what but if you get anyone else i will be upset it was like it was really it was really cool stuff because it wasn't just like your like boring pop punk stuff like to me it was just like there's a little something more to it 
And I mean, this fucking, this fucking dude, like he claims that he like half-assedly plays, plays instruments or whatever, but he plays like everything. It's, it kind of <laughs> pisses me off. I feel like I'm good at bass, but that's about it. So I've never like tried to like venture out and play any other instruments. It's just like, this is cool. I'm fine with this. But this dude, like, he's writing all the songs or whatever, tracked all the drum parts or whatever, then gave them to... Oh, Chris hell yeah. Drummer. Yeah. So, if you have any questions, it's... it's you know. Okay, okay. So, so let's let's back up here, because if you listen to the podcast, I, I to ask every guest, like, what was your aha punk rock moment? Like, what was the band or the song or a show that you went to or something that happened that you were like, oh, I'm I'm into this kind of music? And it doesn't have to be... Punk is like a very broad term, you know, it can be hardcore, metal, or was it the Atticus Dragging the Lake CD (laughs) for you? (laughs) Honestly, kind of, uh, I mean, no, this is, uh, uh, I love the shirt, shout out. I do too. Shout out Youth Energy. Um, (laughs) But, um, you know, I guess I kind of had a couple aha moments. I grew up in a super musical household. both of my parents were musicians. They were in a band together called Fairchild in like the early, in like the eighties and the early nineties in St. Louis. Uh, so I kind of got indoctrinated from the get go. Um, so I grew up listening to their stuff. Uh, on my mom's side, it was a lot of like the Beatles and Aretha Franklin. Uh, on my dad's side, it was a lot much more like old school R and B or like blues guitarists like uh, Taj Mahal, BB King, or like. Uh, Dr. John stuff like that and uh, I remember one day I was probably in like first or second grade uh, whenever this album came out but I was like skateboarding in my front yard with my neighbor friend and he started like rapping the words to Fat Lip by Sum 41 okay okay I like it and I, I like where this like, is going uh, I can't wait to tell my origin story because I'm gonna fucking date myself so hard. Oh, dude! No. Hey, I've already told my age, and I know I'm a little bit older than oh you, my so God, don't dude. worry I can't about wait. it, dude. Conti- please continue, please. But I was just like, I was like, dude, what's that? That's so cool. And uh, he was like, yeah, it's the song on this video game. It was like X Games skateboarding. It like wasn't even Tony Hawk. It was like an off-brand Tony Hawk game. So we went up to his house and played the game, and I heard it, and I was like. Oh my God, this is my life now. <laughs> um, I love that. So I heard that and then like, yeah, so I got so I got into that. Uh, grew up pretty Christian. So I actually wasn't allowed Me too as well. To get that Sum 41 C D at first. So I was like I got the Walmart version. The 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 on edit the, the fake yes. edited version. I don't yeah. know if they, I don't know if they I think they do. There's like on Spotify. Yeah. You can get like edited because like unwritten law has like an edited version. I would of their... get so many CDs from Walmart because they'd be like parental advisory CDs that wouldn't have an edited version, but Walmart would have the edited version. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Um, so my parents would let me get those. I think I eventually got all killer no filler that way. Uh, but then like so I was, uh, the next CD I got was a MXPX, uh, 10 years and running. Yes. And that I'm was. I'm a huge MXPX fan. They're, pro- they're one of my all time favorite bands. Me too. Uh, hands down. And I got that CD. It should be noted that West was wearing an MXPX hoodie. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Every time I've had for the last, like, since like 2016, I've had an MXPX hoodie and when it just like wears out, I just buy another one. Yeah. It's yes. Just, it's like part of my brand now. <laughs> no, I'm here for it. Uh, 
But I, I got that CD, and it was like when the it came with a label comp, back when they would put the comps like attached with a big rubber band. Okay. Like so, it was like physically yeah. attached to the back of it, and so it was like a two thousand two tooth and nail sampler. Okay. And or tooth and nail solid state, and that really I have to blame for like really expanding my horizons because I got the MXPX CD. I already knew I liked pop punk. Uh, but that had like Stretch Armstrong and Zayo yeah. and uh, Me Without You and like Further Seems Forever. So I give credit to that one comp for like, I was already into pop punk, but I give credit to that for getting me into hardcore and metal and emo and like punk. And so it's definitely coming from like a, a really Christian background, uh, but that expanded into the, the world. So. No, that is so like parallel to my upbringing too, is like I found MXPX on a sampler like that, you know? So, yeah. um, no, I think it's, and it's, it's interesting because that, that like, there was such a big, um, explosion of like Christian alternative punk metal hardcore the emo alien, at that time. The alien. Yeah. The what? The alien, that radio station, that like. Yes, yeah. I remember. Oh my god, I totally forgot about that. Yeah. I, that's where I found out about uh, like further scenes forever and uh, God, what was that fucking band? Uh, Switchfoot. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> bam, we bam, were meant to live for so bam, much more. Relying K is where I first heard about Relying K. Yeah. Oh, dude, we uh quick story we opened for reliant my band opened for reliant no K one time. before they got super big um we played we opened with them for, for them at this place in taylorville illinois it was like a youth group and i kid you not there was like 500 people there holy shit yeah it was 500 i mean it was like it was it was all like youth group kids you know what i mean Damn. and there it's small town so there was nothing to do um but we just called up and further seems forever was supposed to be on the bill but they dropped off uh, we just called up the promoter that had like for tickets call this number and we were like, yeah, we're from I was 18 at the time and we I went to Greenville College and they were I called up and I was just like, we're from Greenville College. Can we like open the show? And they were like, Greenville band. Yeah, sure. There was a lot of, there was <laughs> there a lot was of like, like no bands from back in the day that I feel like members went to Greenville College, like uh, uh, the Livingston Project. I know a couple of those that, dudes. That was me. Shut the fuck yeah, up. Yeah, I, I was one of the people who started the Livingston Project. Let yeah. me fucking tell you how I would be, I would, I would listen to Livingston Project so many times, <laughs> so, so much. And like, I was in this shitty fucking pop punk band. I was like in high school or whatever. I was like, you guys, it's a band, fucking Livingston Project. They're so fucking good. And then Thursday came out and no one gave a shit anymore. I'm sorry. <laughs> but like, it, to me, like Thursday came, Thursday came on the scene and I was like, yeah, the Livingston Project's been doing this shit for like, a while now, so like I, I don't understand. Yeah, dude, I fucking love that band. I didn't realize you were in you were in Livingston Project. Yeah, Livingston Project and the Citation. I don't know yeah. if you remember. So, do you know Micah Phillips? No, he's I don't from know like Micah. around that Dave, area. Me and Dave Wise used to work together. Okay, at the Arch. Yeah, we so were, David. Oh, I worked at the Arch. Yeah, yeah. You know my my brother. You know David McMillian. He was a tour guy there too. I don't he, think so. so. I worked in the call center. So oh, okay. like, yeah. yeah. So I was like, like the earlier iteration of Livingston Project, like before it went more like screamo. Oh, yeah. Um, and but yeah, Dave is was was um one of my best friends at the time, and Jacob, who played, uh, we all all three of us started the Livingston Project together. He played in um in the band too, and we all worked at the Arch in the call center there. And That's then crazy. uh Kevin, 
Kevin Krause, he played in like the deficit with um Drew Banks. Drew, yeah. yeah. And and he was in that band. He was in it too for a while. So yeah, it was like tons of people. But, but okay, so let me let me go back to that because are you are you from like the Belleville area? Yeah, right? I'm from I'm from Belleville by way of fucking East St. I okay, so I lived in East St. Louis for a little bit and then my family moved to Belleville when I was in like sixth grade or something like that. So like I really I didn't fucking know anybody. I was still like as far as like music goes, nobody in my family, they're like, they all like played, you know, clarinet or something in high school, but no one was like super musically inclined. Like, I didn't have a family of well known musicians like this, like this fucking dude. Like, it was like. That just like put it into your DNA yeah. for you. <laughs> yeah, my family was just like, you gotta, you gotta like get good grades in college. So you, you in high school, so you'd be the first one to go to college and shit. And like, I'm like, yeah, but I, I wanna paint. I wanna paint. I wanna, and I wanna play music but like i didn't really get i was so my brother was super into uh like rap and stuff like he was really into like biggie smalls and like whatever like hip-hop was like big at the time whatever and like i was into it too to an extent like i used to listen to like dre all the time and like uh fucking you know snoop just anything that was like really hidden at the time and then for some reason i don't know why or how it happened but i got super into pearl jam and okay. Did, like, that was the one question was Davey Rocket. I think he's in yeah. is he in your band? Yeah, he's yeah, he plays in Family Medicine. Okay, he asked he said ask Chris about Pearl Jam. <laughs> yeah, fuck you, David. Okay. So I, I can actually I can actually talk about Pearl Jam for a really long time. Uh, I prefer I, I prefer my Eddie Vedder drunk. All right, like because when he's sobered up, I feel like the, I feel like the music got bad. Sorry, I don't mean to like. I, no, you're I good. Just, I'm, I'm your foot's just. I feel, so, a man spreading over my here. brother, like he's a like a fan, he's a fanta- he's a fantastic drummer, and he was like super in, like he was really into music, went to school for music, studied it in college and shit. So he really knew what the fuck he was talking about when he started talking about drummer, because that's what he did. He, he's a he's a drummer. Like I would be listening to like Pearl Jam and Live were like the first I would say like actual like rock bands that I started listening to, and I would just argue with him. To the end days that like Chad Smith from Live was a better drummer than Mike Portnoy, which is ridiculous to yeah, think, yeah, to that's think about. That's ridiculous. It's terrible, <laughs> terrible. But like I loved like these bands. It was just like into alternative rock. Like I would listen to like REM stuff like that. Later, I found out my mom was really into stuff like that too. Because growing up, she we had like a lot of like country like old country like cds and stuff sure and like she would listen to like we had this one specific compilation cd that had like michael jackson uh what's his name uh roy orbison and what's the the thunder road guy bruce springsteen no no what what's his name country music garth brooks garth brooks okay yeah my mom isn't there there's a there's a bruce springsteen Thunder Road, though, right? If that sounds right. Probably. I feel like, okay. I feel I, I bad. Bet, yeah. as, a, as a Bruce Springsteen fan, I feel yeah. bad for not knowing. As a person who doesn't give a shit about this. Bruce Springsteen, I don't feel bad at all. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, she would listen to a lot of stuff like that. And it kind of, like, when I started listening to, like, what at the time I just referred to as, like, rock music, it was such a big deal in my family because everyone else is like, they were just listening to hip-hop and listening to R&B, soul, stuff like that. And there was such like a war between between like me and my brother and my family. Like, I would have to sneak listening to like I I, I was a goth kid. I'll admit I, I after like eighth grade I really got into like Marilyn Manson, Cold Chamber, Snack okay, and shit nice. like that. I was like pudgy kid, uh, fucking long sleeve under my short sleeve T shirt with the thumb holes, 
<laughs> oh, okay, that, okay. that hoodie full That's into full it. Up, and my buddy, yeah. my buddy Joe, he was the one who was just like pulled me away from these people who were enabling me. They were like, <laughs> they're like, yo, dude, you want to listen more Slipknot? And my buddy Joe was like, you should stop that. You should stop. You should listen to it was another year in the streets. Vagrant yes. sampler. Like that that was my aha. That that like oh. got me into like like a a variety of like face to face got me into like get up kids for the first time. Oh, I love it. Which was like get up kids. Every album I listen to, every song I listen to can take it just takes me back to a point in my life. Oh, it was me too. Nonstop. Listen to Get Up Kids and not stop for the longest time. Got me it got me like to stop putting on eyeliner and drawing the anarchy symbols on my forehead. Got me to throw away my slipknot hoodies. Just really get out there and like meet people, you know. Like, I I went from that to like saves the day. Say like anything on Vagrant, anything on like uh, drive through records. I was yeah. really super into like Genoa, uh, Starting Line, stuff like that. I'm really yeah. super into that kind of like emo slash pop punk stuff when I was younger. And like after that, like that, that led me into like after drive in stuff. Like uh, my buddy, like Joe, he's just like, he, he's a pain in my ass. He's my best friend. He's like one of those guys who just like will argue with you constantly about it's like, if I, if I find something new, he'll be like, that's bullshit. It's trash. You should, you should keep <laughs> listening to Planes Mistaken for Stars. Hey, Planes Mistaken for Stars. But Planes Mistaken for shit. Stars is sick. But like he, he introduced me to like stuff like that, like uh, say, hey, let Mock me li- Orange. Let me listen yeah. to Finch sometimes. Yeah. He wouldn't, he wouldn't though. I would seriously, I'd be like, dude, dude, have you listened to Finch's new, like their second album? It's like serious underrated and great. like, nah, it's bullshit. I'm, I'm sorry. Proggy like, Finch. Yeah. He's like, no, 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 dude. No, don't listen to Finch. You should be listening to Braid and stop telling people you listen to Finch. I love that. Uh, I love that. The first Finch, What It Is to Burn. Yeah. That oh, yeah. had, the, it was uh, sick. It had some amazing songs It was amazing. Songs on that it. comes up on my phone all the time still. And yeah. people, don't talk about, people don't talk about their second album enough. Like I, I can't even think of the name of it, but it's uh, it's great. It's like something and something. It's something, yeah. It's, yeah. I don't even know. But, it's, <laughs> but that, the last track on that, uh, I think it's actually called What It Is to Burn, when yeah. it's like, it kind of has the strings going, and then he yeah. just goes, shot. <laughs> yeah. And then it like goes into this big, like... Yeah, everyone, like every... <laughs> I was in like the shitty pop punk band that I was in at the time. I was like, we should we should cover Finch. It was like Finch and Blindside. That was just like, oh, oh yeah, Blindside was another. Yeah, they blew up for a minute. Yeah, yeah. that one that one song. Not <laughs> not not the pitiful. Not the pitiful yeah, not the current hardcore band Blindside, yeah, but that. the old Christian. <laughs> Blind, Swedish, the Swedish, Swedish, yeah. Christian, Swedish Blindside, who was famously in the movie Grind. Really? Oh, was yes. he? I didn't know that. <laughs> Can you say famously if two out of three people don't know? Like, um, <laughs> famous in my mind. Okay. I mean, everybody in this room knows that That's movie. True. That's true. I don't remember that they were in that, but speaking of that speaking was a of, sick uh, riff, though. Damn. Yeah. Oh yeah. I saw them at the first Warped Tour I went to. They were there. And I was like, do the flip, do the flip with your guitar. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> I remember seeing Store of the Year do that shit the first time, and I was like, they're the best ever. Yes. Yeah. They're the best ever. I broke so many guitars practicing that I've seen so many, so many school. local bands knock out their band members trying to do that shit on stage. <laughs> I've seen so many concussed singers because they're sing- because their guitar player had to do a guitar flip with their PRS, and the strap lock broke. And now someone has to go to the hospital. See that I, I'm I've been wanting to, to practice it. I've been wanting to learn how to do it. I've never because I, I well, used to try to do it when I was younger. You can't do it in here. You're gonna have oh, to go outside. Yeah. To do it. Well, so, so I'm like 
Because I would like to incorporate it into a show. Oh, for sure. Because I think it's really cool when people, you know, you just swing it around and it's like. And I think it's time to bring it back. You know, I know a I lot really of things come full circle. Now is the time. Now's the time. Now it's now what? Time to it's bring... 20 years yeah. since yeah. the mid 2000s. Yeah. When did, uh, when did Page Avenue come out? Uh, 2003, I think. 2002, maybe? God, 2003, I think. I need that. I don't need to hear that at all. <laughs> hey, it's still. It's, <laughs> but I, right, I go mean, back and still listen to Page Avenue. Page Avenue and. Um, the second uh, album, in the wake of determination, yeah, I think is, like both of those, like I like great album. I started going on um, long walks when COVID hit because I was like, you know, living in a small apartment. Mm-hmm. I was like, and and I'll just find old albums that I never really dove into, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I mean, I had never, I had, of course, I listened to Page Avenue a ton, but like I never really dove into their later albums, you know, until. Um, the newer one they put out that was called Wolves that was like 2017 or something. But like, so I went back and like on these long walks, I would just like listen to stuff and I'm like, man, this is a really fucking good album. Yeah. Like, yeah. but I feel like that's another one that's not really, it's their second album, but it's not talked about very much. Now. Well, I went, uh, I went with some friends to see them and they were doing that run of shows a few months ago. They were yeah. playing like all the albums. I think they were playing uh, Black Swan when we went and saw them and I was like, Thought I was pretty unfamiliar with that album. It's like, okay, I got some friends going to this. I'll tag along. Like, it, for, you know, first concert since post-COVID, whatever. I'll have a good time no matter what. And they're playing all these songs. I'm like, holy shit. I, like, I know most of these. Like, they're just unlocking something in yeah, the back yeah. of my mind from middle you just, school. You heard like, them, but you never really... I think a lot of stuff you hear in transitionary periods. Because, like, I will... Ha- I'll have a band... And I love a band. And then, like, I'll meet other people. And they're like, yeah, this is my favorite album. It's like, oh, I never listened to that one. You know, I only got into, like, the first one. Like, the the first uh, Strokes album. I didn't really listen to anything yeah. after this, the second one, mm-hmm. you know? But I'll be, like, hanging out with, like, you guys, you, you and Gideon, whatever. You'll be talking about songs that are off, like, later albums. And I'm just like, Ugh. Stopped. <laughs> I stopped caring. I know. Like, I, I know. Other stuff. I, I'm kind of the same way. It's like, I don't, and it's nothing personal against the band. It's yeah. just like you know, you yeah. hear an album that you're like, like that first Strokes album. My roommate in college had it, and we listened to it all the time. And I was not really, I wasn't like a diehard fan of theirs, so I just never went out and bought any of their yeah. other mm-hmm. albums. But uh, my girlfriend, like, she'll play the Strokes, and. I'll be like, oh, I know all these songs. Like, you know, it's yeah. like I've heard the album. Yeah, that shit somehow. sticks with you. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Um, so, how did this? Okay, so you were writing songs. You played them for Chris, and he was like, "I'm being in this band." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it was it in, sounds it was like a, you didn't have a choice. It was in the <laughs> pandemic, so like, like I, I'm in Black Feature. Black Feature wasn't doing anything, so like, they were just like, we were just basically like on forever hiatus. Like, I don't know. I don't know if that'll ever happen again. Whatever. Um, but like at the time, at the time I had time, there's nothing else going on. Um, I work in a hospital. So like there was a lot of, I had a lot of free time on my hands cause it was like the height of COVID. So he let me listen to the stuff. I was super stoked about it. And I just like had to, had to be a part of it and refuse to let anyone else touch it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we're, we're, we're a COVID baby. Yeah. Basically. Okay. Um, yeah, it kind of start. So, it started kind of in 2016. I had moved to Denver in 2016 with our drummer, who's also named Chris, mm-hmm. uh, Chris Wright. It's very confusing at times. And uh, we were out there, and I was just, you know, we were meeting people. We didn't really know too many people, and I was just kind of demoing out songs. Uh, 
that were more what I wanted to do as opposed to like the bands that I was in uh, previous to that. Uh, and they were kind of more on the pop punky side. And uh, Chris was like, yeah, whatever you do with this, like I'm, I'm, I want to play drums. Uh, and so I was just writing those demos and then I ended up moving back to St. Louis and then he moved back like a year or a year and a half later. So we're like, oh, okay, we're both here. Let's do this. Um, so it was me and him, and we we got our buddy Ron, who plays guitar. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ron was in a band with uh, Chris Wright when we were back in high school that my high school band would play with a lot. Um, so we were just like, yeah, we just need a, a bass player. Yeah. And I'll leave Chris and I were Chris played in Family Medicine for a little bit. Too. Yeah, that's right. You were yeah. in the, a band with him at the same time. Now well. is he in that band still? Yes. Okay. So yes. you guys are all in different bands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So uh, is is the guitar player Ron? Is he also in other another band too? Not really. So okay. that, that I band, think he's the only one in this band who's monogamous. The yeah, that, that band bands. that he was in with uh, Chris in high school, uh, Big Ups, Head First for Horizons. Uh, sorry, guys, horrible name. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, when you're in high school, you think it's right. Cool. It My high school band's high name school. was called Knuckle Pop. So <laughs> <laughs> my high school band was called Take Aim. Mine was called uh, oh, Tomorrow. That kind of sounds like a like a hardcore it does we were very what, easy core what's your what would you say yours was? <laughs> it was called for tomorrow it was bad it was bad I, okay here's the thing there were a lot of bands back in the day that had like that tomorrow yeah or today so i have, I have a, a little connective then... story to old school st louis scene here so i was at this band called for tomorrow there was a band who started at the exact same time. They were in St. Louis. They were called Saved from Tomorrow. Yes, I remember. Saved from Tomorrow became Novella. We used to play. Okay, Saved from Tomorrow. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I was thinking of there's uh, there was another band from Alton that had Tomorrow in, in it. Um, but yeah, I know Saved from Tomorrow. Yeah. Novella, and then yeah. that became like Tear Out the Heart. Something, and, some yeah. shit. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> Them who shall not be fucking. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so yeah, Ron was in that band with Chris, and then, uh, but Ron is like, I've been friends with him ever since, and he is hands down the best guitar player I have ever great met. Hair. Great hair. Um, and great hair as well, yeah. yeah. Uh, but I'm just like, wow, like, you're, you're, you need to be in a band yeah. or something. And he's, he's not so much into the pop punk stuff. I mean, he is, he likes it. He's more of like a, Real guitar player, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but blues, blues, like yeah. riffs and like. Uh, but yeah, no, it was the same deal. Like me and Chris played him the songs, and he was just like, "Yeah, I'm down." So okay, yeah, but, it worked out. Like it's just like we got all we all got together, and three of us like had history together, and we gelled really well. Yeah. And like everything was kind of we wrote on songs for a really long time, really long time before it got to a point where like. All right, we have our first show booked. We should probably start writing lyrics for these fucking songs, which is where like I I always like I wanted to get back into singing in a band. I wanted to like honestly like the one thing I haven't done since high school is like front a band vocally. I've always wanted to do it, and I was just like I've never made an effort to sing and play bass. So this is like the first band where I've like actually like tried to do that. I feel like it's 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 been a fucking a journey for sure. You're, you're, so you're the one that you you sing on the part that's like. Because we're going to play this song on the podcast. Where it's, like, it's down to the touch. Yeah. I would say it's a... Dude, you have an amazing voice. I appreciate that. I also, like I said earlier, don't know how to take compliments. So I'm going to go back and I'm just going to shower you with compliments then. Okay. <laughs> you gotta. I love your jacket. Uh, nice wallies. 
You've got swag. <laughs> I was, dude. Okay, so the drummer of Direct Measure, shout out my boy. He came up to me afterwards and was like, "Man, I gotta compliment you, man. I gotta tell you, your drift's always on point." And I'm just, just like, "Me? You're talking to me? You're talking to me right now?" Uh, thanks. <laughs> I don't get complimented a lot, man. I do want to also say that family med. I was at the family medicine show um, with Direct Measure, and uh, I also like still... to apologize again for looking at you directly in the face and like <laughs> do the whole did the, the whole like high school prom thing. It's like I think that's West, but I'm certainly not going to go over there and talk to him. No, <laughs> no. Well, it's also I had a mask on, yeah. and like you know, yeah. I was with my girlfriend. Like in, and I know, like when you're in a band and you're at a show, it's like you know when you're in that position and you're kind of like behind the scenes doing stuff, like. You never want to, I, I know what it's like to be in that position. Yeah. And I don't know, he might be, you might be on your way to go do something that you need to, that needs to be done. So I'm kind of like, I'll wait until it, he's like off by himself, you know, doing like where it seems like the right time. But I did want to say, I really, um, I really liked it a lot. Like, Thanks, man. um, you guys had great energy. I was like, um, I was really into it. I, that first song I really, uh, I, I was, I really liked, uh, how you had that kind of like. Yeah, family, family I don't know how to explain it, but family I was like, like, "This is fucking dope." It's like it, 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 you guys have like heavier parts, but it's also like has like some kind of like melody or harmony to yeah, the man. chords and stuff that, that I'm like, ben, oh. that Ben, it's it's no offense, I love you, Luca, oh. and I love the, and I love the chandelier swing. That Ben, like Joe, Joe's my best friend, and that's like our band. Like I feel like no matter what, I'll be in that band as long as Joe's in it. And, like, we fight and argue so much over, like, how songs should go. Like, we're both two people who just, like, like hardcore and, like, some heavier stuff. But we're just, like, Joe's a big emo guy, like, older emo. And, like, I'm into that sort of sort of thing, like, Get Up Kids, Saves the Day, stuff like that. And it ends up translating through the music because we're always just, like, we want melody. We want heavier stuff. But we also want, like, aggressive vocals. Like, I won't talk about my other fucking band for too long. But I'm like, you brought it up. But I mean, like, I, I, I love it because it doesn't really, like, fit with anything in St. Louis. It is a thing that, yeah, we, it's have, different. that we have. But that, but I, I will, okay, so that's the last thing I'm going to say about Family Medicine. But I do want to say this. Like, the name of this band, The Chandelier Swing, is a Braid song. I thought that was yeah, where it came and from. And my buddy, like, he, he, Joe, he fucking loves Braid. And I told him that I was doing this pop punk band, and he like gave me shit. Of course, he's like pussy, you know, because like, you're doing a pop punk band. And hey, I was like, you know wrong what? With pop I was punk. like, you know what? <laughs> you know what's gonna be called, Joe? It's gonna be called the Chandelier Swing. And it's like eyes turned bright red, and his head almost popped off. And he's just like, you're not, no, you're not. I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna talk him into it. I'm gonna, I would really like to call this band the Chandelier Swing. Uh, fuck you. You know, <laughs> and I'm, I want, I want, like, we ever like do a full length? I want to call it nothing to write home about. Just to, like, Ooh, just I just like to that. shout out, get him, kids, and just so he'll be at home like punching a wall, just like just name it the same fucking thing. Yeah, yes, <laughs> I, w- I want to name it after every band he introduced me to. All right, this song's yeah. called Holiday. What's yeah, up? so he has no choice but to listen the to it. The track list is just like yeah, the the exact- holiday action action. You might, you might, you might get a lawsuit yeah, out of that. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I'll send Matt Pryor a six pack. It'll be you, fine. You might at least get a cease and desist on that. <laughs> but no, no, I thought that that was, that was where it came from. Um, so okay, so this song we'll play it here. It's called Lachicism. I was pronouncing it wrong, and my friend, we played it on um, 
my friend in Canada, Punk Rockette. Yeah. I don't know yeah, if you yeah, listen, listen to that, to that podcast yeah. or not, but it was awesome. She she specifically asked me because she was like, I don't, you know, she was like, I want to make sure that I'm pronouncing it right in English. And I, I, me being the person that I thought I was right, I thought it was lachicism. And she's like, okay, okay, I'm glad I checked. And <laughs> no, no, little it's a, did I know I was saying it wrong. It's a stupid word. You should have uh, named it holiday. It's a, <laughs> it's, it's a stupid word. It was one of those things where I saw it and like wrote it down on my notes and my phone where I keep all my like lyric and title Words you ideas. can't say correctly. It was yeah. like, that would be cool for something. <laughs> but then like the theme of the song fits the definition of the word. So okay. which we, which we also don't know. <laughs> I'm sure do, somebody looked it up at some point, but it was not me. Do you like to keep the meanings of your songs like behind the shroud? Of not mystery? at all. No, okay. they're very uh, they're very literal. So so lachicism, I'm paraphrasing here. This could be completely wrong. Lachicism is like the urge for a disaster to happen. Okay. And the song is kind of about like, it sounds weird to say out loud, but it's like <laughs> the different ways that you would like to die. Ooh. Ooh okay. But not from like a, it's not from, you know, like myself and, a, you know, a lot of people deal with mental health stuff. It's not coming from a place of like, oh, I want to die. It's more of like, I describe it as a Tom Sawyer and Huck Finn watching their funeral from the rafters. Okay. Kind of like a selfish thing where it's like, it's like, oh, okay. If I, you know, if I could be as dramatic as possible with it, this would be how I would like to go out, <laughs> you know? Okay. Okay. <laughs> I like that. I like that. All right. Well, let's. I don't understand. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let's give it a listen. Here's Lachicism.
right, that was great. <laughs> Seamless transition. <laughs> I it's was sitting there watching. I was like, are, was we gonna, such are we going to have to actually listen to this? Introspective two and a half minutes. <laughs> no, I, I always think that's funny because it's I like, want to be 100% honest. We did not listen to that song just now. <laughs> hey, I've already heard it a bunch of times. Like, so, um, But no, I, I really, when I first heard you guys', I, I had actually seen your Instagram before. I had heard any of your music because the EP just came out. Like this is your first. There, there weren't any other singles or anything before this. No, EP. I mean we we okay. put out two singles like literally a week before the EP came out. So okay, it was it was down to the, like we had it done and mastered, and we're just like let's just get this out. Sure. ASAP. Yeah. Sure. Like um, when I first heard it though, I was like, wow, this is good. This is really really good. I like I I, I mean this is the perfect. This is you hit the nail on the head with the kind of music that I'm into. Like, Fuck yeah. I love those little like, um, you know, the little kind of high palm muting like, yeah, like that. That stuff is just like it's a staple in my songs as well. I like adding little stuff like that in. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm really into it. Fuck yeah, I'm just like always a big that, fan. Of I like mean, so much so that I wanted you guys to play our EP release. Show. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's my my favorite part about it. It's just like the uh, the guitar work. I I love just like. Two guitars, two guitar players. Yeah. I love like the dance between like rhythm and lead stuff like yeah. that. And fucking Ron's just like a monster. Yeah, know? and I think Chris is Chris is like a fantastic. We were, even when we were playing in Family Medicine, where it was like like me being a bass player, I love like playing with really really good fucking drummers. Like I love playing in cold sure. scenes with Luca. Like that was just like a perfect match. And Chris is just like so good that he, he takes like whatever whatever there's like if there's an issue with timing and stuff like that like we can always just like sit down and hammer stuff out and it's just like yeah we're always just like locked in nothing's personal it's yeah. like hey one of us can like improve on this one thing yeah. and it's like okay cool like noted absolutely absolutely i i feel like that's been a big thing in our band as well is like it's you know we have a lot of fun we you know there's there many i've said this before like Many a weed has been smoked and beer has been drank in this little room here. Well, I, don't, I don't do drugs, Wes. So, even as Luca. I, you are, I, you are I, a straight edge. I've partaken no illegal activities. Yeah. <laughs> are, are, are you guys joking? Or? Yeah, we, yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. we literally got a little drunk before we came here. No, nah, dude. I got my medical card. Nothing's illegal. <laughs> well, I mean, isn't it? Okay, let's talk about this for a minute. Like... It is kind of crazy that, like, when, when we were growing up, well, when oh, I was, when I was growing up, <laughs> I'm, okay. I'm, I'm the I'm the third wheel here. Shut the it, fuck up. It was a bad. It would like weed was bad. It weed was, was like bad. You, you you are not allowed yeah. to smoke. Like no. you, you shouldn't be caught smoking it. You shouldn't be caught with it. And lot and you now it's just crazy to me that we've like. It, it's kind of surreal that now I can just go over to Sage and yeah. walk into a go store, to the store and yeah. and talk to a consultant about like. Okay, so you know, are you wanting like a mellow high or creative yeah, you know, high or like? I agree with you. you know, and it's, it's, it's funny it's what wild, happens. Man. It's funny what happens when someone starts making money off of it, and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and at the risk of like you know, you know, getting too far off into a political fucking soapbox here, uh, it is it is a little different now, isn't it? A lot of people. It is. How easy it is to go and get weed. A lot of people are still in prison. Yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. that. I needs definitely to remember like I. It was in like high school and like me and my friends just like drive around hot box or whatever and we just like <laughs> we had this bronco with like a hole in the floor so if we ever saw cops or whatever we just like throw the blood out of the hole in the floor and shit like that <laughs> those are those are rough times man and then i stopped smoking for a really long time and then once everything 
I honestly, once the, pandem- the pandemic hit, and I think I smoked more weed that summer than I, I have in my entire life. And just, like, smoked weed and really got into, like, playing. And I think it was all for the best. It worked out. I feel like I'm a better person now. I feel like this album, this this band, honestly, has, like, I've grown so much since, like, joining up with this band, playing with them, like, getting out of my comfort zone with, like, singing and playing bass. So I fucking hate listening to the sound of my own voice. And, like, have the, the album, like, having a positive feedback, especially, like, yeah. from a vocal standpoint, it's pretty fucking great. I, I do enjoy doing that. Thanks, Weed. <laughs> we have we have yeah. we have weed to think i feel like I, I weed to think you know i mean hey i i will say some of the best ideas that i've had is when i come down here and i smoke a little bit and you op- you kind of get into a yeah. flow state you're like okay i'm not really thinking about sometimes it can have the opposite effect and it mm-hmm, can like make sure. you paranoid and you're thinking about you're overthinking all this you know like if it's tomorrow and i'm yeah. like oh i'm i'm down here smoking weed and i'm like I just hit this little vape pen that I have, though. I, I don't really, like, yeah. you know. Yeah. But, like, just, like, black like, out and wake up surrounded by a box of uh, empty White Castle boxes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you're like, not again. It helps me for sure. I mean, like, I, I don't I don't utilize it every time I'm writing or anything like that. But, like, sometimes, because the way I write music, I'm, that's why, you know, a lot of my musical endeavors kind of sound so different because I want outlets for different things mm-hmm. uh, mm. but like the way I write music is like I'm trying to write what I want to hear yes and so it kind of helps break down those barriers that get in your mind of like okay what are other people expecting mm. what is like what is cool what's not cool yes uh, what's trendy right now I think now? that's the beauty, the beauty of so like getting I, older and playing music it's like I don't give a fuck yeah I'm like, getting, so, it's so I'm getting like, there that's why like I was fucking like <laughs> He, you're getting there. It's true because I, I won't, I won't name, I won't say the cover out loud. But there's a cover that I'm like, we should fucking do, and this dude's all like, oh, but they're so hot right now, and it would be lame. <laughs> and I'm like, fuck that. Who cares? Like it would sound fucking sweet, and it would be awesome. And we also we could do it. That's that's my main thing. Like I want to cover shit that other people are like, holy fuck, they covered, they did that, they actually just fucking did it. Because I like I, covers can be attacked in two different ways. So you either covering a song and you're playing it verbatim and you're killing it. Right. Or you're doing what Mock Orange did to fucking Weezer's Only in Dreams. I don't know if yeah, you've heard that. I have not heard that Okay, yet. so you should listen Great to Mock Orange's cover of Only in Dreams and how they fucking destroyed, they fucking killed it. If I were Weezer, I would never play that so song So you're saying you, do, you either do it and you do it verbatim, almost yeah. like a tribute band. Yeah. Which is like, I'm going to, I'll just say it. We're going to cover in this diary on... Uh, at the at the show this weekend nice. by the Ataris, because nice. that basically is like our style of music, yeah, and I we're doing it exactly along to that. <laughs> verbatim, you know. But or you take a song like Kelly Clarkson's "Since You've Been Gone" and you pop punk it up, and yeah. you like like those uh, punk goes pop, yeah, like, yeah. like, like, like those, you know, like changing it up a little bit. Like, actually, when I when I heard that Mike Orange cover of Weezer, it was a Weezer tribute where a bunch of bands were just like covering Weezer songs and doing it doing them differently. And I was just like, this is, this that was fucking amazing. I don't want to go off on a tangent about how much I love Mock Orange and that song specifically. But I think covers should be done. And I don't think people should be afraid to do them because of what other people might think, uh, Luca. I, right. I'm going to argue with you. Well, I used to be very anti-cover. Like, like none of my ba- bands, like, when I was younger, ever did any covers. Because I was like, fuck that. Like, yeah. I, 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 this is my 30 minutes. I'm playing my own shit. You know, like... Yeah. But now I kind of understand, like, we, we um, you know, 
when we when we first started this project, Wes Hoffman and Friends, like we did our first show. I was like, we need nobody knows these songs. We put two of them out, like they were just kind of demos. Yeah like a minute and a half long on Spotify and Bandcamp and all that, but like who knows how many people that are at the show that really listen to them. Maybe early in the set we play a cover so that people are like, you know, yeah. by a band that we like, like MXPX or the Ataris yeah. or something like that, so that people who've never heard us before can like, they're going to hear a song that they like. You know what I mean? And I yeah. think that helps. Like, See, I wouldn't, sure. I personally wouldn't do that at my release show because it's like, you bought the fucking ticket. You know what time it is. Hey, we're also trying to fill a certain That's amount true. of time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we've got a decent amount of songs, you yeah. know. But I, I, I know that that problem too. Is like, all right, well, they gave us a thirty-minute set, and we only have a uh, fifteen minutes. So, what are we gonna, what are we gonna do? <laughs> but no, yeah, I, I look for That's I actually I love that fucking Atari song. I look forward to the show. The show's gonna be. Pretty, pretty sweet. Yeah, I'm yeah, stoked. Really I'm stoked excited. to have. I'm really just. I haven't seen you guys play yet, so yeah, I'm really played excited. one show. I played one show. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so your EP release was the one show. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I, I can't remember what was happening, but I, I couldn't because I, I literally do try to make it to. Well, as got many shows as I can. We it was set for one day, and then fucking every time I die, I was coming to town. So we're like, well, get him. Yeah. Everyone we know yeah. is everyone. We, yeah. Including we us is yeah. going to be at this show. So. <laughs> I think I think you do have to pay attention to things like oh, absolutely. that. Absolutely, like, yeah. like you know, I I don't want to book a show the same night that Newfound Glory is coming into right, town. Right, you know, like I, I, like whenever I if, if you're in Chicago, maybe it wouldn't be that big of a deal because right. it's a big enough city. But yeah. not in St. Louis. Yeah, yeah. you got to. Yeah, I always like, pay attention to like even local bands. Like if I know there's a local band who's like bigger, like in they're doing like an EP release or something like that the same night. Like I try to avoid that. Just and just out of respect because it's just like you know they're out there doing their thing. They're in St. Louis. You don't want like. I know it's gonna happen regardless sometimes, sure. but like I personally always try to like pay attention to that because like you know, I want to fucking go to the show too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I, it's I totally agree. I try to kind of keep a pulse on like, okay, I'm looking to book a show. What's happening around that time? Right. Like, is there any? And I mean, there are a bunch of other shows happening on the night of our show, yeah. <laughs> but that's just how, I mean, I also look at that in a positive way. Like there's a lot of shows happening. That's awesome. Like yeah. that means that the scene is thriving, you know? So let me ask you guys that like, um, you know, we were talking a little, okay, first of all, I have to ask you a question. Do you remember three J's? Yeah. I remember three J's. Okay. We used to play three J's all the time. Yeah. That was for tomorrow's, uh, <laughs> like one, one of our shows. There's a video of us playing at three J's. I remember seeing children's audio. At yes. The, shout out Ryan Wasaba. So oh, I, Oh wait, he wasn't children's audio. Never mind. He was in the Damn. later, in the was later he? stages before they, before became, they became like, like so many, the, cause okay. I saw them play. I saw them play at the rocket bar. It was, um, like an afternoon show and, Orion had just joined the band, and it was like the best I'd ever seen yeah. Children's Audio. They were so good. But I, I, we, we used to play with Children. Like my old band, we were called Livingston Project, but before that, we were called Samus. I don't know if you remember that. It was Dave. Yeah, it was yeah, still the same Samus, thing. Yeah. Okay, so that was us, and we played a show with Children's Audio there, and that place I've never. That still goes down in history yeah. as one of the best shows we've like ever played. Fucking people in a room like, this big. Yes, yeah. it was. It, it was, was like it was absolutely ridiculous how many people were there, and the floor, yeah. <laughs> the floor was like buckling. You could like feel, and there were literally people like standing on chairs, like hanging from the rafters because they're like, <laughs> I can't find. It was just wild, man, and I love. I like. I just have such fond memories. Of I that want place. to find that CD so bad. I can't remember. I can't remember what it was called, but it was it was just it sticks in my mind every once in a while. I want to find like children's audio or like 
Oh, there's so many Dynamo's recordings, which I think a buddy of mine um, sent them to me. But I think you were probably like six or seven at this time, Luca. <laughs> Whatever shows the three days were happening, and like Wes and I were watching uh, Children's Audio become Wait, so what, many what Dynamo's. Year, what year was this? Ah, shit, I don't know. Like, 2001 like, or 2000, two. Yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah. I had, yeah, yeah. Was, I had just, like uh, <laughs> I was a junior in 2001. I was a junior in high school. So sad, sad times. Well, I was out. Yeah, I was in college. I was a freshman in college at yeah. that time. Yeah, so you're like, 39. You're, you said you're turning 39, or you? I'm tur- turning 39 the day after our show. Yeah, I so. I turned 38 in January this year. So and I'm about to turn 30. Happy birthday! Cool, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me a little. Okay, so we've you know, tell me a little bit about how you've seen the music scene change in St. Louis because I feel like we are in a in a period of. The scene is thriving. Yeah. There's a lot of bands. I'm, you know, I'm going out to shows. I'm seeing that there's a lot of people at these shows. Like, and the bands are good. Like, yeah. You know, it's not like I haven't really been to a show where I've been like, oh, that's kind of a shitty. Like, you know, I, like mm-hmm. you know, I, every every. I mean, I don't like every band, and there's nothing wrong with that. Like, right, I still support. Sure. Like, if you're out there doing it, like more power to you. You know, I'm. I I would. I don't hate on people or anything like that. Like. It's just my personal taste might yeah. not always be there, you know? Yeah. Like, what do you, what are your thoughts on, like, where the scene is now and where it's been in the past and, like, you know? I, I think I've seen the scene. ebbs and flows, you Yeah, know? I've yeah. seen the scene, like, ebb and flow. I've seen, like, a lot of, I've seen, when I, I, like, whatever I think of the scene, I don't think it from it as, like, one standpoint. I've been in a lot of different genres of bands. I was in this band called Search Parties so I was just, like, um, on a completely different end of the spectrum in regard, like we would play shows with like uh, Brotherly and the Leather Jackals and like okay. bands like that that were just like little like alt rock, almost like just like rock and roll bands stuff like that. And we were just like an indie rock band. And like that scene at the time, we were we were playing shows like the scene was like thriving for that, you know. Yeah. And like the hardcore scene wasn't really popping at all like there weren't a lot, a lot of like metal bands i was into stuff like that but then i started playing like heavier music in a different band and you gotta look at like this whole you start meeting bands and like going to shows different kind of shows and you see that that scene does start to thrive a little bit you know what i'm saying like it just like kind of goes up and down depending on like the band like what you're what you're paying attention to i've seen like a lot of bands like come in and like go out and it just like things like there's these things happen within the scene and then it like flips, you know, like people stop going to shows, people start going to shows again. I think we're at a point right now, post pandemic. Well, I know pandemic's still going on, but like post like lockdown and stuff, people like started getting creative when they had nothing else to do. People mm-hmm. are like out in the streets, you know, they're just like out there and like going to shows and like doing the things. They don't want to be like in the house, you know? But I yeah. think I think it's good. I honestly think the the lockdown everything was good for music and art and like stuff's come out hot now. Yeah, like yeah. people have been, and that's what that goes back to like the whole ebb and flow thing. Mm-hmm. Where I've definitely seen like the peaks and valleys of different facets of the St. Louis music scene. Yeah. I feel like a, I can't really speak on it. Also, because I've also I've just been like all over the place. Um, I feel like I can't really claim one particular scene you know what i mean because i grew up in high school playing like pop punk bands easy core bands uh went to college you know playing some more uh other some other stuff like some emo stuff and like uh like i like i don't know i've been i've been at like it's weird like being part 
like I, a I've, part of multiple scenes. I've played mm-hmm. packed like pay to play shows at Fubar in high school. I've played hardcore shows uh, like with my old uh, power violence band Skinner with like Jack from Direct Measure. Um, you know, played shows uh, with like you know older emo bands like uh, like well, like Family Might. Yeah, and like you know Foxing back when they yeah. were playing in basements. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and then fast forward to like more recently uh, playing metal shows with Slow Damage with like Lion's Daughter and Fister and stuff like that. Okay. Um, and so like your practices right there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they are so loud. Yeah. But they practice they practice at like eight AM. So. Yo, yo, straight up. I remember I remember when I used to practice in this exact room and we'd be outside uh and they'd be outside as well. And their their like rally when they would go back in was always like ready to get loud. Yeah. I'm just like yeah, that's that's yeah. the kind of thing I want. Like, Daybringers oh, oh, is really loud too. Yeah, and, and they're I love Daybringer. Yeah. And and like sometimes I'll be in here like trying to I'll be like demoing out vocals or something in this mic and like I'll put the headphones on and you can just hear clear as day. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't go into it doesn't bleed into the like. Yeah, that would actually be kind of cool if I could like record a sample of it or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. I'll be in sense like I've I've you know I've been a part of a a lot of different you know, facets of the St. Louis scene and it's all, you know, you see good and bad with all of it. Yeah. It's sure. all an ebb and flow. St. Louis is very individual in that way. I think that's like a cool thing like, about it. It, it could be, it could be uh, annoying at times because it's like getting people out to shows and like sometimes it feels like it's just who you know. Like if you, if you know a lot of people then you'll get a lot of people out to your show. If you don't really know anybody then no one's going to fucking show up. You know what I'm saying? And that's, I, it's like, I found that like touring, like getting out of town actually mm-hmm. helps like build your perspective mm-hmm. of like scenes in other places because your band may find way more love in a different city than it does in its hometown. You sure. Know? And it just like kind of boosts you up and you see that there's like even if you're seen respectfully for the kind of music you're doing may not be great right now, you can always go like somewhere else and play a show and like get, you know, get that, that warm fuzzy feeling and like not like give up on it you know yeah absolutely absolutely i mean that that was a big thing for me is is you know with starting this podcast and the 314 punk page was i wanted to get more than just the people i mean i do i feel like i know a lot of people and i can rally the troops when i need to but i also wanted more people to be listening and coming to my shows than just people that i know yeah Yeah. And, and but then create a platform for like other bands that are in that same boat that are like you know, when you're in high school, it's like you get everybody to come out to your shows because you have yeah, like a built-in right. audience of like, hey, will you come to my show? You know, right. like mm-hmm. when I, I mean, I grew up in Vandalia, Illinois, and we had like 200 kids come to a show one time that we put on because there's nothing yeah. else to do. You yeah, know? Like we were, we were <laughs> I was like setting up shows in Belleville. There was a when show high every fucking weekend. There was a show every weekend and everyone was there. And that, it was either you, you were going to shows because you were like, you went to Belleville West and you were part of those bands and those who were coming to shows or you went to like, Belleville East and you're part of those bands and people like coming to those shows, man. There was the scene, I feel like back then when we were younger, there was like, there's nothing else to do, you know? Yeah. So you went yeah. to shows every weekend. And it gets harder when you get older because there are like people have kids, yeah. people have jobs, they have responsibilities and it's harder to get people out too, yeah, you know? Hurts, and you're not, sleepy. you're not as yeah. much in tune with like what the younger kids are doing, which like is very important. And you're also so annoyed by younger kids. That, yeah, that too. But like, <laughs> you're trying to like, fucking I think it's, yeah. Cause like, again, I'm like roughly 10 years younger than you guys. Yeah. So I'm kind of 
coming into that now where I was like, I'm coming out of my, my youth and I'm kind of, I was very comfortable in there for a second, just playing shows with and for my friends. Cause they would, they'd be fun. You know what I mean? But now I'm just like, fuck, I'm almost 30. I don't know what's going on anymore. I don't know where the basement shows are at. I don't know. So it's really cool to see this new breed of like young bands doing shit again. Like, like Pinkville, yeah, uh, Grip Slime, uh, Tom Thanks, like yeah, all all bands I have stumbled upon just by like going to a show that they happen to be playing. I'm just like, shit, what are all these like kids doing here? This yeah. is awesome. Like, yeah, it, it's not all a bunch of people my own age crossing their arms and like waiting to go outside and smoke between sets. Like, it's people having fun. <laughs> and like, yeah, I mean, know, I, and I like, and I I appreciate that. Like, I like. I, I that's what I want from our shows. Like I, whenever we play, like I want people to just like fucking get loose, have fun. You know? Yes, <laughs> I I want that. I am tired of like going to shows and seeing people just like, you know, to this, like you said, say they were their fucking arms crossed. It's just, the like, be- it's always been the best feeling in any band I've ever played in, not just recently, but to just like pl- be playing a show and look out into the crowd and be like, holy shit, I don't know any yeah. of these yes. people. Yeah. Yes. That that's a great feeling for yeah. sure. Like we played a show at Heavy Anchor a few months ago, and and I was like walking through the crowd, and I was like, I don't know a lot of these people. Yeah. Like this is really cool. Like I don't, you know, um, it, it's a good feeling for sure, and and it's cool when people like, especially now that music is so accessible, people can listen to your music even if they're even if it's just like the day before the show. Yeah. yeah. They can listen to your music and I guarantee you're going to have people singing light it up, light it up, let's go. We'll be gone before you know. You know what I mean? Like that's such a catchy part, you know what I mean? Like that people are going to listen and they're going to know that part and it's like I always that's always really encouraging as a performer to see people like even if they have a mask on, you can tell if they're moving their mouth, yeah, yeah. you know. Uh, like it's it's a it's a cool thing for sure cuz like, back in the day I I didn't with when you had to have give people CDs, mm-hmm. like there were very few times that I had that where like people knew the words and yeah. stuff. And that's where the energy comes from. Like that's you know, I I always make a point in trying to put on an energetic show no matter where I'm playing, just because that's what I want to see. Yeah, yeah. With a, with a band playing, but it's like it's so much easier when the crowd is giving that energy yeah. back to you. It's effortless at that point. You're mm-hmm. just like. You're just feeding off of the energy, and that's a beautiful right. thing. Well, I think I think it's a cycle. Like, um, if you're up there having, like you you said earlier, you want to write music that you would like to listen to. Yeah. And I feel like I I was doing the same thing with my music. Like, I listen to my own EP like all the time because I love oh, the same. songs. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I love the songs. I think they're good. I yeah. sing along to them. And and the guys in my band do too. Like we, you know, I want to play in my favorite band, and that's not coming from. A place of ego, you know. It's just like, why would you? Why would you write something that? You yeah, don't and like, it's okay you know? to be proud of what like, you're doing. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Right. For like, sure, for sure. I feel like there was a while there were. I, I don't know. I'm speaking from my own personal experience, but there was like, there was a while there were bands felt like they were like too cool to be there. Yeah, and I'm guilty of that as well. <laughs> and like, it, th- I just look back on that and just be like, that's so fucking whack. Yeah, I feel like, like that I, definitely I, comes with like getting older, where you're just like, you yeah. start to appreciate it. I don't want to go more see a band more. that looks bored on stage because yeah, sure. I could have just, yeah, yeah, I exactly. just stayed at home and listened to the shit. It, yeah. Exactly. Like, and that that's kind of what I'm getting at is like if you're into it and you're jumping around, then the crowd is going to be like, oh, I can do that. Like, I yeah. want to get into this, too. Right. Like, I, this the give is, and take. Yeah. yeah. And then and then you see them doing it and it makes you want to like 
get yeah. into it even more. You feed off of that, and um, yeah, I totally agree with you on that. Yeah. All, yeah, the energy, all about the energy, bro. It's about the energy. <laughs> <laughs> I found myself just like interacting with people like in the crowd and stuff a lot more now. Like the older I get playing music, you just like, like once you're once you're like up there and like your instruments on, you're like on stage. I feel way more comfortable once I get up there than I do like in the crowd. Oh yeah, around like waiting for the show to start. I feel more comfortable on a stage. Yeah, than just, like, anywhere. Else. Anywhere. Yeah, it's weird. It's, it's, so, it's really so weird. Yeah. Weird. <laughs> well. I also would say this, like, like I didn't play music for a long time. Like, I, I, it took, like, you know, I became an adult and, like, really got focused on my job and, you know, bought a house and, and I got married and everything. And I was just really focused on, like, doing the adult thing and yeah. didn't really have, like, a ton of hot. Like, I mean, I've, yeah. I, I've always had a hobby. I'm the type of person, like, I can't sit still. Like, I yeah. have to have mm-hmm. something to do. Um, I mean, I can sit still to a point, but then I'm like, are we going to go do something? Because, right. like, yeah. you know. <laughs> but, uh you know, now that I'm, that I've been playing music again for like the last six years or so, it's like, I wouldn't want, I guess it's been since 2015, so almost seven years now. So like, I, like I'm thankful anytime I get to play. And if there's a bunch of people there, then I'm even more grateful for yeah, that. Right. Like, Cause I, you know, like when you get to be older, it's like, I might not be able to do this for much longer. Right. Like it's just going to end at some point. And you get tired, you start get like, dude, yeah. the next day after, after shows, like, I don't have a voice. I'm Boy. tired. Like I'm, it, my body is achy from like yep. moving around. <laughs> I'm like, that, you know, yeah, yeah. we played that show Friday at Sinkhole Family Medicine, and then we like went up to Chicago and played the next day. Man, like Sunday, I'm just like my back. Oh my I back! Know. <laughs> like... So, dude, we're we're doing. Uh, we have a little three day run in April that we're doing, and I'm kind of a little worried because you better start drinking water and stretching now. I know, gotta, I know. I'm get like, loose. I know. I, I'm so I'm a little worried. I'm like, man, am I going to be able to make it three shows in a row? Yeah. Like, somebody else is going to have to drive in the morning, yeah. and, and I'm going to have to sleep. <laughs> you know, but then yeah, also like you're drinking partying afterwards. You know? you know, just like. We have to go get a responsible night's rest, guys. So we're gonna wake up, <laughs> right. get some breakfast, you know. Then we'll go. All, we'll hit the road to the next one. But but the that's part of the fun of it is like yeah. the party afterwards, especially <laughs> when you're on the road. Like Lucas never. Like, hey, let's order some pizza and like drinks a bunch of beers. And... Lucas never toured, man. And I want he keeps acting like he's not going to, but I want to tour this band. So I want to tour, yeah. I want to tour, and even if it's like I played out of town shows, but yeah. never like a, never like a. Like a trek, never like that a multi-day shit is, it's, thing. It's really eye-opening and life-changing. It's like, the longest tour I've ever been on is like two weeks. I've never like toured, toured. But yeah. like, that two weeks, which is like legit, as cliche as it sounds, like it, it's life-changing. It changes your perspective on stuff and you just love it. It's a high. It's just like being away, being away and like playing in front of people you legit don't know. And like, you may never see again. So it's yeah. like, you talk about the freedom of like being on stage and like, just being like fuck it it's like these people in like some small town in philadelphia are never gonna see me again so you just like you don't care go all out it's great yeah no i totally agree we um i've i've i mean we we've done some we did an out like a st louis kansas city thing a couple years ago but when i was younger in livingston project we did like a 10 day um, tour and i remember at one point being like this is the farthest i've driven away from home like in my entire life and and we just like kept going and yeah. and then the next day we went farther and it, it was a really weird like 
my dad can if I call, if I get a flat tire, I can't just call my dad and he can't just come help me. You know, like <laughs> we'll have to figure this out. Like, you know what I mean? Um, so yeah, it's like it, it was definitely. I mean, I was like nineteen at the time, so like it, it was definitely a huge um, an eye opening experience as well. As well, and then sometimes you know back then like we played some shows for like five people, and but we still were like yeah, we still went all out. You yeah. know, like yeah. it doesn't really matter. It's like there was definitely an energy there that was like, we don't care if there's five people here or 50 people. Yeah. Um, Sometimes it's easier you know. to go out when there's only five people there. It's like literally. Yeah. Who cares. <laughs> and then usually those five people are like, that was Fuck the yeah. best show yeah. I ever saw. <laughs> well, I'm stoked to play the show with you guys. Um, you know, oh, and if I was going to say this also, if you ever do decide to go on a little tour, uh, you know, Wes Hoffman and friends would be more than yeah, willing right. to go. I think we'd be a great little touring pair. I think so, so too. absolutely. Um, even if it was just a weekend, yeah. you know, so. Yeah, that's, that's how it goes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're yeah. just like, yeah, it's like, I think I could probably do this weekend. Ah, no, nah, I got my kid that weekend. Uh, I got I a work thing. I By the way, Find somebody to wash my dog. Yeah, yeah, I gotta. <laughs> that's what it's when you get to be older. That's what yeah. it's like. It's like okay, well, I gotta make sure that, that you know that I'm free and yeah, have somebody I watch your dog and all that cool. kind of stuff. Make sure you it's know? cool with my girlfriend that I'm like gone for that long. Yeah, because I can't do it, guys. She uh, she said no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, guys, my uh, my dog said no. Yeah. <laughs> We got, we got to hang out and watch Ted Lasso together. She, oh, said, okay. she oh. said only weekenders, and she has to be there. I love so. Ted Lasso, though. I just I started watching it like two weeks ago, and I binged it all like immediately. What's it's funny so about that is my girlfriend was fostering a dog, and she went out of town. So she was like, will you watch the dog? So you're literally... And she has Apple TV, so I was literally with the dog watching. I binge-watched like the first season in one day. And sometimes when I binge-watch stuff, because I told you, you know, I'm the, I like to get up and do stuff. Sometimes I'll be like, "Oh my god, I I literally just watched like six hours of yeah. TV in one day." Like, can I just, can I just say this? Can I just say this? Fuck Jason Sudeikis. Right? What? He's uh, fuck him. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't think he's that great, dude. I don't think he's that great. He popped up in a couple of like, dude. dude. He popped in a couple of like whatever seemed like those episodes. Of, like it's, it's always sunny. I'm just like, who the fuck is Saturday this Night Live. And hey, where the fuck did he come from? Saturday Night Live, yeah. this thing. Yeah. Well. <laughs> not, not. That's my what I was thing. saying yesterday. We had practice yesterday, and it like did not go well. And I was just like, I don't know. I don't think it was that bad. I, I was because I'm like, I was like, I got, I got the yips. Here's the thing. I got the yips today because <laughs> I was like, was Monty I was just, I started fucking up a lot, and then I just started fucking up more, and I was getting angry, and I was like, I can't like. There's no improvement today. It was Mardi Gras. I was like sweating out every drop <laughs> of alcohol Ooh. I drank the day before, and I'm just like, it's my fault. Cause I, my well, it's my niece's fault. She's got her birthday at like two o'clock, and so I was like, we got to practice. We got to do it early. So it was like eleven o'clock. I had been drinking all day the day before. He had been drinking the day all day the day before. <laughs> I, I had a couple. Of oh, I thought you. I thought you said sorry. I wasn't I had, drinking was all day. I had like a few with dinner. I like, oh, okay. I stayed in most for the most part. Oh, did you? All right. Yeah. I did not. I've been drinking. <laughs> I've been drinking since like nine o'clock in the morning, well into the evening, and then I woke up at like eleven or like before eleven to get to practice on time. I was proud of myself because I showed. We were supposed to have practice at eleven. I got there eleven thirty. I feel like those are good numbers. That's fine. That's, That's average. Good. Yeah. That's, That's average. The mean me. And we just like we raised the set. It was like choppy and like banged up, and I'm just like breathing heavily and sweating, <laughs> sweating on my report. And I was just like, please. I was like, all right, we just got to play the set one more time, one more time. And then Lucas just like, 
are you sure you want to do this again? I was like, no, I don't. <laughs> I absolutely don't. And it's just, it's nice to be on the same page. We got us. three more practices yeah. this week before the show. Yeah, It'll be good. Dude, we, yeah. we went through our set once yesterday and like, man, uh, a 30 minute set is a lot. Yeah. Like when you're, and our songs are like energetic too, yeah. you know, like, and you, I mean, I know your guys' are too. So it's like, you know, I, I mean, we're not jumping around that much, but it's like, we got done with it. And I'm like, Okay, now let's work on the cover song, and then we were gonna go through it one more time, and I was like, I think we're okay not going. You're like, a, <laughs> you're like a slight whimper from your drummer. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude, I feel bad for drummers. Oh, I feel yeah. bad for drummers because oh, like yeah. we just have to stand here. Like you're like you know he's like ah they're the place, sitting you know? they're sitting the whole time. <laughs> oh, dude, there's a lot of movement there though. <laughs> no, yeah, you know from culties in practice. Yeah. sometimes they're like, hey, let's do this song, and I'm like, nope, no, <laughs> I don't have that in. Me. I only have one more of these in me. <laughs> Well, I'm stoked to see you guys play. Um, I'm stoked to play with you guys. So thank good, you for, for doing the yeah, show. Thank, thank you so much for having, having us. Yeah. Here it's and on Saturday. Yeah, sure. thanks for doing the podcast. Yeah. Like We're going to have a great time, I think, just hanging out, too. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's at, on Instagram, it's at Swing the Chandelier, right? Mm, yes. And and Twitter as well. Or Twitter like is Shandy Swing. Shandy Swing, Swing. Swing. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, so awesome. Those were taken on those platforms. Yeah, somebody... <laughs> I think there's like some band from Sweden that's called the Chandeliers from like 2000. Yeah, yeah. So whatever. My, they they won't send you a yeah, cease and desist. I doubt it. <laughs> or they will. Who knows? We did get we did get something when we were Samus because that's yeah. the name of the Metroid uh, character. We did get something that was like, uh, and this was even like internet was in very primitive stages. It was like 2001, you know. And somebody yeah, you know, was like, email from the Nintendo people. <laughs> we, no, not from Nintendo, <laughs> but from some band in like South Africa emailed us and was like, huh. "We own this name. Like, change your name now, or we will take action, or something." And I'm like, <laughs> "You're like, have you? How did you even hear about us?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'm like, how did you even get a hold yeah. of? Like, you know, so R.I.P. Um, brute force, right?" <laughs> <laughs> I hope there's. I hope Bob Nana like emails us. Is like, yeah, that's my fucking song. You <laughs> change your name right now, Bob Nana. If you're listening, well, let's get this out here. <laughs> hey, that would be a moment yeah. of. That like, would be so sick. Let's get this out here with like the SEO. Yeah. So Bob, can, <laughs> yeah, like just shut us down. <laughs> well, I'm stoked to see you guys, and yeah, thanks for coming on the show. That's oh, yeah. that's all, that's all we got. So. Thank, Thank you so much. Much love, yeah. Chandelier Swing.